woods and waters of the Great Lakes State to the Michigan Talk Network. It's Wild Michigan with your host, Duran Martinez. Michigan Duran Martinez here on the Michigan Talk Network all over the Great Lakes State, all over the world via podcast on our website, wildmichiganradio.com. Happy December. Firearm deer season uh, for the most part over in Michigan. And with this new system of reporting uh, deer, which we'll talk about in the next segments of the show, uh, how did you do? How did you fare with reporting your deer within the 72-hour window? Was it easy for you? Did you do it via the app? Did you do it online? How did you do it? Did you have problems doing it? Uh, send me an email or shoot me a message on Facebook. Let me know how you uh, did with your reporting, uh, the new system, the new mandatory system uh, for this year, 2022. want to thank our friends at Conquest Sense in Davison, Michigan, makers of, of course, VS1, Evercalm, and Running Bucks, Sense and a Stick. They've got the new scent, uh, thermopads out right now that you use with the uh, thermocell units, and those will be great coming up into this late season here, which I cannot wait to get out for. Uh, late bow season, of course, muzzleloader season coming up uh, here as well. But we are going to kick off uh, right now with another good friend of ours, Mike Green, not just guns, Cedar Street 127 in Mason. Uh, you guys have been with us for like almost four years now, Mike. I'm very excited uh, that we've been able to have this th- this connection between you and I and my good friend Dave Hodges, who introduced us you know, years ago go um in, from what i'm hearing from friends man your business is just absolutely through the roof welcome brother thank you thank you glad to be here yes we've been blessed it's it's been a good season uh summer dipped a little bit which we expect it to and moving right through firearm season it's, it's uh right right on track to be another wrap up to a great year now, now the COVID, the whole COVID thing, when everybody was closed down, people were losing businesses, things of that nature. You were still on our minds, and when you opened back up, uh, it was incredible. I mean, just incredible how many people you had just could not wait to get in there. It was it was insane. Um, lines around the building, as you know, people here three four hours early. It was it was crazy. Uh, right through the end of that. Obviously, things have slowed back down to more of a normal pace. But uh, I'll tell you, it was uh, like a flashback on Black Friday. We had people lined up again, and the store was standing room only. And it was like, wow, we actually lived that for like a year every day. If you kind of forget it, put things back in perspective, to say the least. Now, what's been the, what's been the hot ticket? I'm sure before firearm deer season, the uh, the 350 Bushmaster has been hot, and, and some of the Ruger uh, uh, straight wall firearms uh, to hunt below 57 had to be and still are a pretty hot item right now. They still are, and we and we typically see the 450 Bushmasters and 350 Legends selling right up through the holiday season. You know, a lot of people went out, maybe missed that buck, or one was out too far to get a shot at it with the current platform they're using, and you know, Christmas gift cards and things happening. We'll see a lot of those sales continue right through till uh, you know, in the first of the year, hopefully. Overall, how's how's those uh, platforms been? The three hundred and fifty and the four hundred and fifty. I mean, I can see you know 
from what my friends are buying or what uh, they're picking up that's been pretty popular. But as a, as a person in that industry de- dealing directly with the public, how have those platforms been? They've, they've been great. And it, it sounds like a joke, but you think at some point you've literally sold a 450 Bushmaster or 350 Legend rifle or pistol or something to, to everybody that could possibly own one. And yet we just keep selling them. It's crazy. Uh, the big push has really been going to 350 Legend. We've had a lot of guys. I'd say your 75% of your sales are 350 Legends and 25% are 450, which was just the opposite of that last year, year before, as that route was developed and in the, come into the marketplace. It was still new and people hadn't quite gravitated. Now we've seen the ammunition catch up. The manufacturers have got, you know, a plethora of ammo for anything from subsonic and target practice to hunting deer or larger game. Um, now that round is really caught on, and the trend seems to be to go 350 over 450. I even switched myself. Mike Green from Not Just Guns uh, joining us here on the Conquest Sense Hotline. Mike, what what is the big difference between the two? Because I've got a 450, I haven't even had that thing out yet. Um, it's just been you know languishing in the box since I since I picked it up. But uh, now with everybody going to 350, I'm curious what what's the big difference between the two. Uh, four, the 450 is a bigger, heavier piece of lead. Uh, 350 is a little bit faster, a little bit flatter shooting, recoils a lot less. Um, you know, I kind of look at it like this. If if you're shooting at the longer distances all the time, and that's where the most of your shots are, 450 is still a, a very good option with the right ammo. Um, I'm not saying this is what I would do, but I have customers that are shooting out to 400 yards with that gun. I consider it out to 300 with with the amount I have ever shot mine, if that makes sense. But um, it, again, doesn't mean you can't shoot to 300 yards with a three with a 350 Legend. It's just I think of that as a 200 yard and in gun. Mm-hmm. I know guys are pushing it a lot farther, but in Michigan that seems to be more of our average. Is you know 100 yard shot or less, 150 yard shot or less maybe two or three if we're sitting on the edge of a field or something. Um, the recoil is a lot less. Uh, ammo is about the same, a little cheaper in some aspects, but it, it's just the popular round. It's really catching on. You know, I can see, I, I, I've hunted down below 57 my, my whole life. I've never uh, been up to deer camp for rifle season or things of that nature. As, as a lot of people put it, rifle season. You know, north 57 is rifle season. For us down here, it's firearm deer season. But, but um, I mean, we've always had that, the 12 gauge, the 20 gauge, and in some cases people using a 410, which is great, but we've always had those up close and personal shots, you know, 50, 60 yards max uh, shooting those you know types of firearms now we have this opportunity to shoot longer but still i mean being down here in the areas i hunt 200 yards is a, is a poke that's a poke it is and it's it's one thing to you know practice that here or there but to actually start you know being confident and being able to put ethical shots on it at those over 200 yard distances i mean you've, you've got to do the work at the range you mm-hmm. know you really need to get out and get behind that gun um, you know, I hate to say it, but you're lobbing these big pumpkin balls in there and they shoot really well. Both calibers are extremely accurate, especially out of a decent platform. Uh, but you still got to put some time in the, to make those ethical shots at those kind of distances, in my opinion. 
Absolutely. Mike Green joins us here on Wild Michigan, not just guns, Cedar Street 127, notjustguns.com. Uh, Mike, real quickly before we go to break, uh, when the inline muzzleloader came came out, the Remington 700, which they don't make anymore, I, I don't believe they do, uh, the Thompson Center, everybody gravitated to those firearms because we were able to reach that 100-yard range with those with those uh, specific firearms. Now, how are the muzzleloader uh, muzzle sales? Muzzleloader sales have been horrible, and at least for us for the last couple of years. Obviously, with the uh, ability to still use a rifle or shotgun or whatever legal weapon in the area you are for, um, for muzzleloader season has really hurt the muzzleloader sales. A lot of guys would, you know, maybe get rid of their their slug barrel shotgun and they'd buy a really nice muzzle loader and they'd use it for firearm season they'd use it for muzzle loader season extended dough whatever you're just not seeing them you're not seeing that anymore they're buying a nice rifle and they've been able to use them or we've been able to use them during muzzle loader in certain areas around the state mm-hmm. and i think that's hurt our sales in michigan a lot all right, Mike Green joining us here, not just guns. Cedar Street 127, Mike, hang on the line because, you know, here we are. We're in that holiday Christmas season, the gift of giving coming up, and we're going to find out what, uh, what you could possibly pick out from not just guns coming up uh, here next on Wild Michigan on the Michigan Talk Network. Hey, Michiganiacs, this is your blood brother, Ted Nugent, celebrating the almighty Michigan spirit of the wild with my blood brother, Duran Martinez, on Wild Michigan. Go wild. Welcome back to Wild Michigan. I'm Duran Martinez. Happy to have you here on the Michigan Talk Network, being brought to you by, of course, Conquest Sense, along with Not Just Guns. And from Not Just Guns, Mike Green joining us right now. Mike, um, we we talked briefly. I mean, we we touched on the subject like just so briefly that I want to come back to it. Uh, I had the opportunity to meet and interview uh, Larry Wysoon, who is a legendary whitetail hunter with a handgun. And you say now that there is a, a 350 legend uh, handgun, which very well, you know, might get some people into it, uh, into deer hunting with uh, with a, a handgun, which would be fantastic. Yeah, Smith and Wesson released their uh, model 350, and it is exactly that. It's a seven round, um, roughly seven inch, um, seven shot. Revolver, stainless steel. Um, it is ported, and it shoots the 50 Legend round. And we've sold about 21 of them so far this year. And everybody's given us just thumbs up. I've got a couple customers that have shot deer with them this year already, and uh, it's a handful, but uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great platform. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at that uh, the uh, Smith and Wesson Model 350 right now, and it it it, it loves, beautiful beautiful you know pistol grip uh stainless is what i'm looking at right now and and i kind of when you said it's seven shot i kind of chuckled because what was it the frisco kid with gene wilder had the seven shot six shooter yeah yep <laughs> so now yeah. there really is such a thing 
There is, and and a lot of manufacturers make a seven shot or an eight shot in different you know different calibers. But that's a pretty big round to have seven of those stuffed in that cylinder. Oh my gosh! A lot of, a lot of firepower. What <laughs> dirty Harry could have done with that? My goodness! But <laughs> no but. Kidding. But again, you know, that's something else. That's, that's something new. We're always looking for new innovations and new ideas. And, and I think Christmas time, uh, a lot of people who are not familiar with uh, firearms, ammunition, things of the like, they want to get them their their loved one or a friend or whatever a uh, a unique gift, but they have no idea what to get them. You know, I know he shoots a gun. Well, okay. <laughs> so this well, is where you walk into your place because your people are so friendly and so helpful that, you know, if anything, they will guide them in the direction they need to go. Absolutely. And I know that sometimes a gift card doesn't seem like uh, the most exciting gift, but what it really does is it allows you to, allows that person to come in and pick out what they really want. I mean, we've all gotten gifts that we've went, oh, that's really cool, but what am I going to do with it, right? Or, oh, that'd be great, but it's the wrong caliber or whatever. You know, there's there's a lot more than just firearms. They could use that gift certificate to take a class, um, whether to better their skills or get a CPL or do some medical training. They could use that gift card to buy a new pocket knife or something for their EDC, their everyday carry setup, whether a new computer bag, backpack, knife, uh, glass break, seatbelt cutter, whatever it is. Um we sell a lot more than just guns. That's the name, not just guns. But again, firearms a wonderful option too. This way, you know, some of these things are quite expensive. You know, maybe you give them a two hundred and fifty dollar gift card or a twenty five dollar gift card, and it just helps them get to that end goal. So a gift card is always a great idea. Our sales go up, and you know, by tenfold this time of year with all the gift giving because it allows you to get that person that much closer to what they really want. Absolutely. You know, and even my, my daughter's boyfriend said, Hey, um, if you're thinking of me, not just gun gift cards. And I'm like, I just kind of laugh. <laughs> I mean, because all my friends are telling me this, Hey, we're getting one and not just guns, you know, because they support your show. You know, I, and I, I appreciate hearing that. So if you get anybody going into, uh, to not just guns to shop and you heard it on the show, please let Mike and his crew know because it helps please. them, you know, decide where they spend their dollars and we're doing it locally you're doing it locally with us here and if anybody listening anywhere in the country wants to go to notjustguns.com and purchase something via the the auctions that you have uh or anything else you guys handle all the the paperwork for that stuff absolutely absolutely and gift cards can be purchased online and be electronic um yeah, well, part of this new website we did this summer, a new point of sale, an integrated bound book, et cetera. Part of that is having the, the flexibility for a customer to log into the website, create an account, and literally we have people making payments on their layaways. We don't talk to them on the phone. We see them pop in. They're like, yep, we paid for it last week online. We're here to pick it up. Uh, you can purchase gift cards. You can send gift cards. Um, they can do an electronic version. So, again, we're trying to make it more user-friendly and easier for people to to view the things that we have available and to get some of that, that time freed up with us in the store so that we can answer questions and everybody can still get that one-on-one experience that they, you know, come to expect from us. 
No, and that's fantastic. And I've been in there, you know, and, and what's really funny, if you've never been, you go in and you say, oh, okay, they have they have a lot of stuff in there, right? Because your building looks so small <laughs> from the road. It well, does. when you think about floor space and wall space and how small and, and compact a lot of firearms are, you could put a lot of stuff in that kind of area, especially with everyday, everyday carry stuff uh, out the front, knives, uh, ammunition, accessories, e- even a Carol, all of that stuff, you are going to be absolutely amazed when you walk in the door. We we are pretty good at uh, using space. I must admit that we we don't have a lot of it, so every inch is valuable. And I feel like you know when it's your own place, you walk in and you look, and it's like oh, there's just stuff everywhere. But we hear a lot of good feedback too. Wow, I can't believe how many firearms you have, or can't believe the amount of inventory you guys carry. I've been driving by forever and finally stopped. And wow, it, it's an eye opener. And we hear that from time to time. So I guess we must be doing something somewhat right. It is. And, and real quickly, uh, Mike Green with Not Just Guns joining us here on the Conquest Sense Hotline. Um, when is the next auction? Because those things are huge. I can't believe how much so, stuff you put through that auction. Yep, we've still been pushing it. Uh, second week, it's the second Wednesday of every month. So our next auction is December 14th. That'll be the last one of the year. That's crazy. I mean, and how many items did you have the last time? Last one, we had about 1,400. <laughs> the one before that was 2,100, and that was a little too big. We, we learned a valuable lesson. Right. So 15 is about manageable. Wow, that's just a, a crazy, a crazy number. Uh, not just guns. Mike Green, thank you so much for joining us, man, and getting us up to speed with what's going on with you guys. Well, thank you for having us. Happy holidays, and uh, look forward to being part of the show next year. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you supporting us as much as you guys do. We, we love you for it. Coming up, we're going to speak with Richard P. Smith. He's up in the UP, just finished up his firearm deer season, and we're going to talk about the late season and some other things he's experienced here on Wild Michigan on the Michigan Talk Network. You can join us on Facebook or listen to podcasts, all from our website at wildmichiganradio.com. Now, back to Duran Martinez and Wild Michigan. Cross the line at an hour to time in a state Welcome back to Wild Michigan. Duran Martinez here. Thanks to Mike Green from Not Just Guns joining us in the first couple segments of the show. Find them online, notjustguns.com. And uh, before too long, we're going to have... Tom Nelson, the American Archer, and Doug Roberts from Conquest Sense, another sponsor of the show. We're going to do an hour with those guys here, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks as we round out 2022. And don't forget Pure Michigan Hunt. If you have not got your application in for that, uh, go to the Michigan DNR website or uh, go to your local uh, licensed retailer. Get your application in for the uh, Pure Michigan Hunt. That puts you to the front of the line for all of the uh Big game species, and of course, duck hunting and and turkey hunting and all this stuff here in Michigan. And believe me when I say it only takes one. I only put in one application for my uh, 2013 elk permit and got picked. 
okay, picked in any uh, elk tag and and got my bull in September of that. Almost ten years. Almost 10 years it's been. But, uh, you know, the opportunity is there, so why not take it, right? Plus, all that money helps uh, our our wildlife habitat and uh, getting people outdoors, as uh, we like to do, with especially with our good friend Richard P. Smith, award-winning author, videographer, photographer up in the UP, and sometimes uh, snow-challenged. How are you, sir? Good. How are you, Joanne? I'm doing well. Good to have you here, especially after that uh, that really uh, snowy week of a uh, couple of weeks of uh, firearm deer season in Michigan. Yeah, the weather was a real challenge this year during gun season, hunting way north in the Keweenaw. That's crazy. Now you said you guys got a foot and a half of snow your first couple of days on. On November 17th, the third day of gun deer season, uh, we got a foot and a half approximately of snow, uh, making it impossible to get to two of two of my best stands. In fact, I know it was impossible because I tried and it got stuck <laughs> going to both of them. Now, we know how hard that is on you, but I think the good thing for the deer herd is that happened, hopefully just happened early uh, in the season for them as they still have a lot of fat stores and, and the food supplies have been good up until that point. Sure. And the deer in that part of the UP are used to deep snow. And we did get a warm spell after that deep snow uh, partway through gun season that melted and compacted a lot of that deep snow. But then the last few days we got more. (laughs) (laughs) See, you you love living in God's country, but sometimes you're going to pay for it. Exactly. I, there was a nice eight point on one of the stands that I could no longer get to after the 17th. Uh, I was saving it for when I had a good favorable wind direction for that stand to try and kill that eight point and then was never able to hunt it at all. Wow. That's, I mean, and, it, and it's still not, you're in Marquette. How much of a drive is that still for you? Well, it's about a three-hour drive from here. And all that snow and uh, it, it reduced is going to reduce the deer harvest in that part of the UP. There's no doubt about it. Very few hunters could get to the spots they normally hunt uh, where that deep snow occurred. Wow, that's you know that's crazy. But then again, when we look to next year. Um, you know your numbers will be up in the western, the the north, the really northern portion of uh, of the UP, which is good because um, that area gets hit really hard throughout the course of the fall and winter. Well, it, it, if they survive the winter, right. uh, hopefully this winter doesn't prove to be too severe, and it will result in an increase in deer numbers for next year. I saw a tremendous number of button bucks with does this year, uh, which means there's a good crop of bucks coming up for next year. That's fantastic. Richard P. Smith is joining us here on Wild Michigan. Um, How have the numbers been from what you've seen in your area? I mean, it used to be that so many people would travel up north, go up to the UP to go deer hunting. But now when we, you know, since they have changed 
uh, the type of rifle we can use below 57. We have so many people, you know, using the 450 and 350 uh, calibers down below 57 that not as many of us are traveling north. Exactly, and that there is far more deer in the southern part of the state than there is in most of the UP now, too, which is another factor that results in fewer deer coming up, fewer hunters coming to the UP to hunt. And we also have far more restrictive deer harvest regulations in the UP than the rest of the state. In over most of the UP, you can't shoot a doe with bow and arrow. Uh, like you can in the rest of the state. Uh, In the entire UP, we have our combination deer licenses. Both buck tags are restricted. You have to shoot a buck with three points on one side with one tag or four points on one side with the other tag, making it more difficult for hunters to fill tags who have combo licenses. Richard P. Smith is joining us here on Wild Michigan on the Conquest Sense Hotline. Richard, uh, with some of this instant reporting that we're getting, and we'll get to what you and I talked about via email in the next segment, but uh, we are seeing more... What I would I consider more accurate results, and we're really seeing a large number of bucks being taken versus does, and we have so many does out there that you know it, it's really not a good balance. No, in fact, I looked at the numbers uh, as of November 29th of buck versus antler buck versus doe harvest and there's only a few counties in the state where hunters have harvested an equal number or slightly more antlerless deer than bucks uh those counties are deer being better managed but in most counties including those uh with mandatory antler point restrictions that they claim those regulations increase the antlerless harvest there's far fewer antlerless deer being harvested than bucks throughout almost every county in the state do you think this is really going to kind of open our eyes as to to what's going on and what we need to do uh, to, to better balance what's going on? And do you, do you think possibly that it might be brought up to do some changing of how we do things here? It might, Duran, and, and I do think it's going to give hunters a better view on what's happening on the county level. Um, it, it's it's neat to see the numbers by county of the number of deer reported. Absolutely. Richard P. Smith is joining us here on on Wild Michigan. Uh, I I really, and let me ask you this question. You've been around just a couple years longer than I have. Why are we so resistant to change uh, when it comes to a lot of things here in Michigan, but especially with hunting? Well, there's a mindset among many hunters uh, that have been passed down through the generations uh, resistance to harvesting antlerless deer that that has changed in some areas and it is changing for the better but there's still a lot of hunters who are resistant to harvesting antlerless deer uh, and that's the most important aspect of managing our deer population. Yeah, we need to be harvesting more antlerless deer throughout most of the state, and that's certainly true in the UP. The northern half of the UP does are totally protected from bow hunters, gun hunters. There's no antlerless permits in the northern half of the UP, and you can't shoot over the bow. Uh, that's terrible management, and that helps foster the mindset 
that it's bad to harvest those. Yeah, I tell you what, they want to change that attitude. They can come down here a little bit and and just drive up 27 or down 69 at some point at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon and see 50 or 60 at one time. And believe yeah. me, we scan, the, we scan those roads quite a bit. And to see nothing but does and, and young, you know, what I'm assuming are, are young bucks that haven't uh, reached that antler point yet is pretty amazing. Richard P. Smith is joining us here on the Con- Quest Sense Hotline. We're going to come back more with you, Richard, uh, and, and talk about your experience with reporting here, uh, the new system here in 2022. It's Wild Michigan on the Michigan Talk Network. To everyone that has served this great country, Keeping us free to enjoy the great outdoors. Thank you. From Duran Martinez and Team Wild Michigan. I'm just trying to be a father, raise a daughter and a son, be a lover to their mother. Everything to everyone. Welcome back to Wild Michigan. I'm Duran Martinez. Very happy to have you here on the Michigan Talk Network. Welcome to December, everybody. <laughs> You knew it was coming, right? It was on the calendar. It's kind of like firearm deer season. I don't know why it's such a surprise when everybody's got to get out and start sighting it on the 14th. But, hey, that's just me, just my observation. But now we're, we're past the firearm deer season, coming up on the muzzleloader season, the late bow season here in Michigan. And we are talking with Richard P. Smith, uh, of course, award-winning author, videographer, photographer, longtime friend of the show. Uh, before we get to the... The, the Richards road trip part of the show. I wanted to find out. Uh, you've experienced firsthand uh, the new system we have for reporting deer to the Michigan DNR, the mandatory system within the 72 hours a window of harvesting our uh, white-tailed deer during this season. Um, you know, and, and you brought up a couple of points, Richard, that I didn't really think about when it comes to technology that, you know, being where you are uh, hunted in, in the Keweenaw, that coverage isn't always an option. <laughs> no. Uh, my brother took a nice eight point with a crossbow on November 12th. And I have a computer in the, at the cabin that we stay in to hunt out of. However, Internet access is not very dependable. Sometimes I have it, sometimes I don't. Uh, I tried to report my brother's uh, buck kill uh, on Sunday and Monday. The 12th was a Saturday. I tried to go online and I couldn't get internet access. So on Tuesday, opening day of gun season, we took a break during the middle of the day and went to the, there's a DNR office in Copper Harbor for Fort Wilkins State Park. I thought, well, certainly I can report the kill at the DNR office, but that, even though a sign on the door said they're open every day from 7.30 to 4.30 or 7 to 4.30, that office was closed on Tuesday and I found somebody in the garage who told me that everybody was out deer hunting, <laughs> which which I totally understand. Sure. But, but we had a deer to report that's supposed to be mandatory. And <clears throat> he referred me to the uh, township office and the treasurer of the town, Grant Township allowed me to use her computer to report the deer kill, uh, which was terrific. 
However, when I punched in the license number and his birth date, I got an error message. So I wasn't able to report it then. I, during the middle of the day on Wednesday, I called the DNR office in Marquette, and wildlife biologist Brian Rowell was helpful in registering uh, my brother's deer kill. Come to find out, I had written the deer license number down incorrectly. I wrote one number wrong, and Brian was able to figure that out and get the deer reported. But it was beyond the 72-hour period that it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But Brian said that it was a learning learning curve this year to try and work out all the bugs. But there's always going to be human error, and that was part of the problem. Sure. You know, we talked to Chad Stewart at Michigan DNR uh, about this. Uh, we actually, it was kind of funny, we actually broke this story because they were just getting ready uh, to go to press with the story, and we had him on just before that happened. It was rather coincidental, and, you know, we kind of had caught wind about this happening but uh mm-hmm. he and he had confirmed it and, and like he said and like you said this is a learning curve for us right now so you know yes it's mandatory but we will work with you so we can all figure this thing out um and, and it's great and you know we're there's going to be pushback on this thing like like we talked about uh, about change that that dirty word change um, but so many other states have been doing ahead of us, and again, Michigan, the last to come on board. Yeah. And, and Brian, when I talked to Brian Rawl and worked out reporting my brother's kill, he said other hunters have had a problem. They've wrapped their deer tag around the antler of bucks they've killed, and then they can't read the number on the license. Uh, so that's that's created a problem, too. Yeah, it's it's you know when we went to those those printout those uh, digital printouts uh, you know on the sticker and everything, you know it just I understand the cost effectiveness and everything. <clears throat> excuse me, everything else about it, but again, you know having grown up in that that old paper system that with the back tags and everything else, uh, that was a little difficult and and a lot of us not getting any younger. Those numbers are awful small and kind of hard to read. Yeah. Exactly, and I found that out. I, I thought I had written the number down accurately, but the number, the last number of the on the tag was a eight, and I wrote, wrote down a nine. I thought it was a nine, so it was an easy mistake to make. And um, Brian admitted himself that the numbers are so small that they are hard to read. Sure. Well, again, and just please know if you're hearing this and, and you're freaking out, don't freak out. It's all a big learning uh, curve for us right now and the DNR, and we're all going to work together to get this done. If you need help, call somebody. They're going to be happy to help you. So Richard P. Smith is joining us here on, on Wild Michigan right now via the Conquest Sense hotline. Richard, uh, usually when the weather gets really bad, that's when you get on the road to start promoting books. Uh, are you doing that again this year? Yeah, uh, I'm doing book signings at Jay's Sporting Goods in Gaylord and, and Claire and uh, Schuler Books at Okemos. Awesome. You're going to be down in my neck of the woods here. Right. On December 15th through the 18th, I'll be at Schuler Books every day at various times. If people go to my website and look under events, it has the times for all the book signings. 
Yeah, by all means, check him out, richardpsmith.com, uh, the website, and, and you can see, I mean, the books are, are great gifts for the holidays. You Gosh, I, I can't even tell you. I mean, you've got the great uh, white-tailed deer tails. Um, how many How many editions do you have of that alone right now? Well, there's eight. In fact, book eight is brand new this year. Uh, it was published in during the summer. Uh, people who have the other seven books and they want to add the new book, book eight will be available at the signings. Of course, a lot of books on bear and uh, uh, identifying animal tracks. I mean, videos, you know, field judging bear. I mean, there's so many good, helpful books that Richard has put so much time and effort to, videos, all of that. Uh, you definitely, especially if you're listening uh, in the Lansing area on uh, the game 730 WVFN or 1240 WGIM, uh, go to Okemos. Meet Richard in person. I mean, you can hear him here. It's great, but go see him in person and, and pick up these books because they're such great reads. I mean, I've got a number of them. And again, thank you, Richard, for all of them uh, that you provided because um, they have helped. I mean, the the field judging black bear has helped me tremendously. I mean, I haven't got my bear yet, which is cool, but I knew to who, to pass on one of them that did come through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on that DVD, uh, as well as Walking with Whitetails, another DVD. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, again, you've been such a wealth of information to all of us here uh, that we definitely appreciate it, man. It's been it's been fantastic. And, gosh, the, the 16 years I've been doing this show, which is kind of a hard thing to accept sometime that we've been doing it this long, but you've provided us with so much knowledge, and we can't thank you enough. Well, you're more than welcome. But, That's why I do this, is try and help educate hunters about all aspects of hunting and wildlife management. Well, I tell you, man, we we appreciate you and, and best uh, to you and Lucy, your 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 wife, and, and for all you do for us, we thank you a great deal. Well, best to you. Uh, happy holidays to you and your wife as well. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. RichardPSmith.com. Make sure you find him uh, on the road. Again, he'll be at Jay's in Gaylord and Claire and in Okemos. Um, December 15th through the 18th, richardpsmith.com is on there, and we'll make sure that uh, we, we're going to go see him in Okemos. We have to do that because it's always great to see Richard. Thanks to our friends at Not Just Guns. Uh, again, notjustguns.com. Find them online and Conquest Sense. Dot com. Find them online as well. Uh, never too late to use their product coming up in the uh, the latter part of the deer season. So uh, we are getting ready to uh, finish out the year here. 2022-2023 is on the horizon. We'll see what comes up with that. And don't forget also your opportunity to pick up on the Pure Michigan Hunt. That will guarantee you the, the bear tag, the elk tag, uh, the uh, waterfowl, whitetail, preferred duck hunting, fishing, all of it. There, pure Michigan hunt. Five bucks will get you in, and a lot of good that money does to help out. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Check us out online, facebook.com slash wildmichigan. Shoot me an email, shoot me a call, or uh, check us out on our website, wildmichiganradio.com. More coming your way on the Michigan Talk Network.